You are listening to an all new episode of the Model Experience Podcast, live from the Model House. The Model Experience is the number one resource for models. Real models, real stories, real resources. Visit themodelexperience.net to learn more and be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Model Experience. Welcome back to the Model Experience Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm going to hand it off to my co-host, Miss Rio Summers of America's Next Top Model. What's up, you guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm here with these lovely ladies, and we are going to <laughs> get into some things. <laughs> but first, I need to introduce you, okay? So we have super producer, Miss Lamaya Good, in the building, and oh. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. We also have a CEO, author, mm. um, mm, finance, small circle, all sorts of things. Miss <laughs> Ashley C. Ashley Rose. And we're going to throw this thing my way. Yes. We got the gorgeous, the fabulous, the mm. fitness model, the entrepreneur, the girl power. Bam, she's doing it all. Miss yes. Valeria Orsini. Hi. Introduction. You know, <laughs> don't be modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. We like to gas, I guess. There's some real girl power up in here, though. Yeah. I just want to start with that. And it feels so good. It does. I think awesome. we're in like a new era of like women liking to see other women do well. Like, I like to see other women. Yeah, win, and I've noticed that maybe I'm just attracting that now. But mm. overall, I think just no, girls I, are doing. I that think more. you're right. I think it's becoming an overall trend. I think that girls are starting to see that it's really cool. Yeah, and that you actually can do more together. Yeah, more stronger together, yeah. and we can take down enemies together. Yeah, <laughs> enemies are like AKA terrible men. Right. Together, we can overcome them. It's yeah. so true. And yeah. she came through awesome, awesome yes. call and people mm. that show up just like, of course, girl, I'll be there in a second. Yeah. So thank you so much. Of course. Coming. Oh my gosh. Yes, you're yes. finally back. We've been trying to get you on the show for a minute. I know I've been like <laughs> harassing you on Instagram. I <laughs> stop it. You guys are my girls. And anytime I get a message from you guys, it's an honor to be able to support you guys and what you guys do. You guys do the same for me. So we're going to bring you down. You're, you're basically like an international model, though, because you've been working Stop. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we were talking about that, but um, that was like an original title that I had like maybe 10 years ago. Really? So really? Yeah, because when you're starting off as a model or when you're getting in publications, those are the kind of things that you tell people or that are on your resume. Yeah, right. You know, internationally published, you list the magazines so that you can make more money. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. like, level up. But now it's different things. So it's kind of funny when people ask me, like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> And then they're like, you can tell me you're a model. And I was like, I'm really... That's just I, part of it. Yeah. yeah, like I don't consider myself just a model. And I definitely don't consider you just anything. Like yeah. Just yeah. a worker, just an employee. Right. Like, Nowadays, that seems to be the thing. It's like you got to have many multifacets to what you do. Well, I don't think a job title should define you. Because then sometimes, what if you don't do that job description anymore then who are you you know like right, if you're yeah. just a basketball player you're just the mom when your kids leave home or when you're no longer running that business it's like you know people really have identity issues from the labels yeah that makes sense yeah. so i really like your story which i don't know much about but from what i know you're not like the typical height of no. what a model is supposed to be which anybody I... watching you can't tell them <laughs> sitting down but i'm short yeah, like, a lot of the girls that do the model experience aren't necessarily 5'11", so typical. it's good to hear like the other side of it and how you started. 
Yeah, it was, it's, it's funny because I think in any avenue that I get into, it was never something that was for me. That No one stopped me and said, hey, girl, you should be a model. <laughs> you know, like, you know, these stories that they discover you somewhere. That never happened to me. I just always kind of, I don't, it's not naive. I just kind of didn't care what people thought. So I started modeling kind of by mistake. So I was at a Chili's actually, and um, it was a friend's birthday. Yeah, shout out to Chili's. <laughs> There was a, it was a friend's birthday and it was a, there was a group photographer that was just like a club photographer taking photos of the group and he was like I'm gonna shoot her you know like kind of like on a little bit you know like guys are a little bit creepy sometimes right. he's like I want to shoot her so then my boy I told him I was like I'm not shooting with him he's a weirdo and then he was like no he's cool he's cool trust me so then I shot with him and I saw the pictures and I and I thought I looked good so I was like I want to do this again. Yes. So then I got wardrobe, I started making my own bathing suit. Wait, when you say I thought it looked good, as in, you look back now and you're like, those were yeah, not good? They're hilarious. <laughs> you know, they're hilarious. Yeah. Because the thing is, they were really overly edited. My, my eyes are like, like hazel. My hair is like bleach blonde. Like, I'm like, yeah, more and more. You know, so you find me here. Yeah, no, I started learning quick. This is way before apps, too, by the way. We're like on a yeah. computer. Now and it's so easy to retouch your girl. photos. You got professional retouchers all over it. <laughs> all the models they know they figured it out themselves yeah. and that's why they're able to produce at like such a high volume because they're yeah. just choo, and then they start editing it yeah right you just gotta see potential in the <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's what i'm saying that you have to it's not being naive but it's kind of not caring what people think because who are they to qualify you so when i after that guy shot me a few times and i thought my pictures were beautiful so i put them up on model mayhem Love and it. then model i was like but, you know, model right. yeah model mayhem was the original um yeah. like it was before i think craigslist and all of that stuff so you used to get jobs off of there yeah. but again it was kind of i didn't no one told me i should be a model they, I saw some pictures. I just put them out there to see what kind of what would happen. I got my first, like, I started getting little jobs. Nice. And then I had, like, my first big job that, for me, I was making, like, $600 a week. Nice. And I was the ambassador of the company. But the way that I got that job, they were interviewing a bunch of girls. And the guy wasn't such a nice guy. He was actually my first bad experience in the industry. Mm -hmm. He was, like, a really horrible person you know but he tried to like get me locked into a contract of five years and tried to get me to basically sell my soul to him to make me famous and you know that's kind of initially when you become a model your idea is like i want to model i want to blow up i want to become yeah. a brand i want to make money and um because you don't really get into modeling like i don't want nobody to know who i am right, that's so, <laughs> so that, that, that's a motive yeah so then they're like oh i'm gonna blow you up i'm just and you're 18 years old coming into mm, the industry sure, and yeah. they he would pretend to talk to paris hilton he'll pretend Wait, to talk what? to britney spears like all these people and you're like a kid so you believe everything wow. and then but god is god is good god is good yeah. because i was like you know what very innocent i was like how about we work together for a few months, three months, let's do like a verbal contract. And then if we end up really liking the way that we work together, I'll sign the contract. And in those three months, like it all Revealed everything. Everything yeah. fell apart. He ended up getting into- That's a really good tip, so. I guess, for our listeners, yeah. because a lot of our listeners get approached by like one-off management groups yes. or one-off yeah. managers. And it's okay to work with like indie companies, but just 
careful what you're signing yeah. and it's okay to do a test run. You know, it's right. literally something I'm doing right now with somebody that I'm working well, with. Well, the thing is people tend to target, like even now looking back, I see some of the same guys targeting girls. It's the same kind of girl. It's a yeah. girl that's looking for an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's a girl that maybe doesn't have, you know, all the agencies aren't after them, but that's why they go after them mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, I'll groom you. Yeah. I'll help you. And then they end up getting really bad images of you, really mm -hmm. bad videos. And then when you do blow up, that can be, you know, used against you. Yeah. Right. or it's not good it's like lower level so you have to like I, I also always try with my modeling and stuff I don't go for the people that really want to work with me I go for the people that I want to work with because mm. I try to like scale up in a sense because you know I'm trying to get better so I'm trying to learn from the best Correct. so then so it, it's hard but at the beginning you do need to start but you always have to like keep your street smarts if something is like a little off, off you right. can't let your desire to want to be famous to be more important than being safe right and Listen. i used to go into play i used to go to abandoned places you know like back in the yeah. day like, when you shoot they're like you got this abandoned yeah, place like, yeah, it's like by yourself yeah. graffiti everywhere <laughs> like wearing some questionable clothing <laughs> right you know from, like, by like, was, like a middle-aged man no, uh, and i'm like yeah, I'm safe. Right. <laughs> no, it's why. important to listen yeah. to that little inner voice, that little thing that tells you sometimes. And we stress this a lot to our listeners. It's not always about the opportunity. It's about the right opportunity. Yes. You don't want to just jump into anything because that can get you into a lot of trouble. 100%. Or you look back and you're just like, man, I wish that I would have thought about it a little differently. But it's also the kind of people you surround yourself with. Because I could think of times like when I was surrounding myself with girls that maybe did, um, you know, I don't, it's not and I'm not discriminating towards like any kind of work of modeling or anything like that but you do start to think that things are okay based off of who you hang out with mm. so if you're hanging out with girls that are right. you know doing things that are not ethical or even like not a good looking you start to think it's just you, the industry it's so yeah. very yeah exactly yeah. you're immune to it it's normal and at the same time like that doesn't have to be your normal you know sure. you can take the higher route and go out it's harder you know it's harder mm -hmm. to make friends with those top to stick people with your world but they're out there and I think that that was a big key into why um so I was like you see I want these tangents but <laughs> I was like but but when I was starting off in the modeling industry all the girls were of course much taller than me much so I got approached by a lot of those lower level guys because I'm a girl that has a big boobs, big butt, I'm curvy <laughs> yeah, so then right. they're like and I wasn't thick enough for urban modeling so and that was what was big in Miami you're like, all these right, like big right, exactly yeah. 40 40 I was all like music I'm missing like half of that I'm like I'm never gonna yeah so I would want to be in that stuff and that's what I looked up to in the culture at that time of modeling especially in Miami mm -hmm. that's what was killing it all the music videos yeah. all the honeys and then me, you know, and then, and then I wasn't the tall girl, but what happened was because of my proportions, because of the way that I'm built, I photograph like I'm tall. So I have long arms and long yeah. legs and, my, and I have a very small torso. So if you shoot me low and I started working with really good photographers from the beginning, there was one called Justin McCalla that he's, he's very well known in Miami and done tons of magazine covers and he would like tilt your face this but way. But how did and you he get would, to work with him? He, how did you oh, being a so beginner in one of those okay, so one of those rinky dinky, you know, uh managers trying to get me to manage, she's like, You need to shoot with my photographer. He's like, You need to shoot, <laughs> need to shoot with just some so because people that are not legitimate try to connect themselves to people that are legitimate to credit them to give them credit. Ding ding ding, stop right there. That's yeah. really important. Say it again. 
Um, yeah, so no, the people that are not legitimate, they try to legitimize themselves by getting connected by people that are legitimate. Yeah. So if someone is involved in like a scam or involved in something horrible, they're going to try to bring in other people to make it be like, no, you see, I'm not a bad guy. Yeah. You know, like, I'm okay. So in the industry too, like maybe these managers, they actually can't put money in your pocket and they actually don't bring you a lot of work, but they do know photographers and they do know people. So meet the photographers, get the jobs, but don't sign a contract, don't get locked in. So until you meet somebody that's actually gonna invest money into you or that really like offers you something, then it's it's worth signing. Well, what's something worth signing? In your, um, in your I would say somebody that actually has the contacts that you want in the industry that you're interested in. So, for example, like if I wanted to be an actress and maybe my main goal is to get with a manager that has created that kind of outline for maybe um, past mm-hmm. people. Because when you look at people that you kind of want to be like, you should model certain behaviors Absolutely. after them. So, because it's a Study proven, yeah, yep. it's a proven um, formula that yeah. works. So opposed to you making up your own formula, like, yeah, I have my own route. I'm just going to get there by getting there. Yeah. You're like, no, like, I want to be an actor and take acting classes. I need to get a manager and I need an agent. Investing I in yourself. People. Yeah. Yep. But also creating, like, a vision, a roadmap for, for your life. But at the same time, a manager, if you see that this guy can give you the world or he has all these contacts but he treats you or doesn't talk to you in the right way, mm-hmm. screw that guy. Yeah. That yeah. guy is not going to do anything for you but belittle you and make you feel like you're not worth it. And that's, you don't actually even need a manager. I reached everything that I've done without management. Question, so, do you have an agent? No. Wow. I don't yeah. have an agent or a manager. Have you ever had an agent? No, I've always worked with people non wow. non exclusive. So I've always kind of done that, like, oh, okay, like let's work together and let's see how this goes. Put me on your roster, but I'm gonna sign the paper. Exactly. Okay. So, so how do you navigate these deals? So I think that um classically I wasn't naturally like a model. I think that I was always inclined towards business and towards mm. power and influence. So I saw me creating my own brand as having obtaining like power and influence that I could sell water if I wanted. I could sell microphones. So happy to yeah and energy. Exactly. Yeah. So I would not only create my own companies, but I would also be able to um, bring a lot of value to other brands and charge a lot of money. So before <laughs> there was no Instagram and no Facebook, we were doing that already as models. So they book you and based off of your looks because a photographer refers you. So that's kind of how I would network before I'm on model, I'm on all these places, but because I shot with so many photographers for free and I made all these relationships, then when clients need a model, they wouldn't typically ask the photographers, do you have any girls? And then so they said, yeah, so my first business was a talent agency because then clients would contact me through Twitter or Facebook and say, hey, I want to book you for an event because I was already modeling, promoting other people's companies. So then they want that service for themselves. So they're like, of course, we want girls that promote our brands. Like it's already hard enough to start a company on its own. And then um, you're going to have girls that don't post, even if it's just on Twitter and MySpace, Facebook, whatever it was. We want girls that get it, not just pretty faces. Right. Brand companies are always looking for women or for girls in general that get the bigger picture that it's not just about them. It's about the whole brand. And if you help the brand grow, like you're so valuable to the client because that's what no one does. So I would try to bring that value to my clients. And so I just started kind of like creating a name for myself in Miami. And then what I started to do is I started separating myself from the girls because then all of the promo events and all of the modeling stuff. Too accessible. 
all the girls yeah. were there. I would just see, I would run into everyone. So I started pricing myself higher. And at the beginning, everybody was like, you know, who do you think you are? Right. I remember a girl that was way prettier than me. She was like, oh, this person wants to, you know, book you. And then I was like, okay, $1,000. And then she's like, she's like, okay. You know, like she thought I was like retarded. And then, you know, like <laughs> stupid or something, she's talking to me. And then she called me back and she's like, why? Why a thousand dollars? Like they want to know, like why, why so much? Like why? Basically, yeah. tell me who you think you are. Right. And then, and I was just like, well, if they don't want me, then they don't have to pay my rate. But if they could have That's other girls if they want, <laughs> right. I was like, so, so girls started, and clients started to know that if you had me, it was because you were paying a lot of money. So then it started becoming a status mm. symbol within of, uh, within Miami, especially because there wasn't that many girls at it. And Miami's really like small niche where I feel like. That's so, gonna get around. Yeah. Well, even now in in Miami, there are a lot of big players in Miami, but they're all very niche. They're very fitness. They're very sexy or only bikini and stuff. So there's very few people that are actually um, versatile, you know, right? Yeah. So I tend to get most of the the bigger deals in Miami, and that's why I wanted to start coming to LA a lot more because there's levels to this. And right. You want <laughs> to keep growing. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. we're yeah. So for young listeners. Um, starting out, we know that you have a huge um, social media plat- platform. Just right one now. million followers. Uh, four point five. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that jump is like <laughs> correct. It's crazy. It's four point five now, right? I think I have nine. Somewhere I have four point two. I was okay. Like, Look, Instagram, Instagram likes to play with your your followers. Yeah, yeah. I had four point three, oh, then yeah. I went down to four point two, four point three, four point two. But they really like capped me off. Like I was growing a lot. And then they kind of stop you there. So if you they're like, sit down, right? Like, you know, <laughs> take you know, all the take a break. <laughs> you need to take a break. But no, okay. So for people, for models that want to get into the industry, that okay. Number one, the niche thing. Is it? Do you think it's important to just focus on one thing when you're trying to create a social media platform where you can take over? I That's do. Number I one. Do. Yeah. And number two, how do you go about creating that kind of platform? What kind of content does that take? Um, I think that you first, into it. it takes like a meeting with yourself. So first you have to put some thought into it. Because I think that it's meeting really a lot, of, a lot of people want to have um, influence. A lot of people want to have power. A lot of people want that following. Or even just as a model. Because some of the girls are not so obsessed with the influence. They know that the brands are looking at how many followers that they have. And that actually has an effect off of if they book her or the other girl. So if that's a part of your business, then you do have to pay attention to it. You can't just pretend like, oh, I'm not about followers, I'm just really cool. Okay, well, you know, you need to take into account what's important to your clients because if you want to be booking big clients, then you need to know what they want. And when you understand what motivates your clients, then you can give that to them. But I would say if you're a model or you're a makeup artist, or you're an entrepreneur, you have to create a service that has value so you can provide it uh, to your clients. Because maybe you're a part of a giveaway, maybe you're a part of a shout out or something like that, and they find your page. Why would I stay there? Why would I continue to follow you even if initially I click the follow and I'm like, yeah, this girl's cool. Right. What service are you providing to me? So sometimes we follow these pages that are based with cooking or they have a great body. They're all giving us a service, whether it's motivation, tips right. and tricks. Um, or you know what, this girl just has an awesome vibe. I love her content and I, I like to see it. So all of those things are value provided to your, uh, to your customer, which is basically your followers. You know, yeah. they're, it's, it's such a compliment because they're choosing to follow you. They're clicking that follow button and they're saying, you know, I want to see, I want to be a part of this journey. Mm-hmm. So opposed to just being focused like on the next one, on the next one, on the next one, when you provide value, the ultimate 
the highest compliment in social media is really a share. So when you, when someone actually identifies so much with your content and they really love it so much, they actually share it. That's when you really create like a huge potential to grow mm -hmm. and it creates a snowball effect, but it all starts off first with the content. But then at the same time, let's say you grow to a, an insane number, like a lot of these girls do, and it's off of content that they're not totally happy or proud of. So then you end up with something that you formed that you're not mm -hmm. happy with. So you do need to have a meeting with yourself and essentially say like, what kind of person do I want to be? Not what do I want to do, who do I want to be? No. And it's like, what kind of brand what, do I want to have? Mark do I and then be? crush it. And then, you know, and, and, and implement every marketing strategy, you know, try it out, see if that works for you, then do it three times. That doesn't work for you, stop doing it. Right. So, but it takes like a meeting with yourself because I do see it. A lot of girls are like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Or a lot of girls are like, I want um, to have influence on stuff. It's like, for what? For what? That's the question you I know? always tell people. I ask yourself, what are you Why? doing this for? What is your mark on this world? When you leave, what do you want people to say? about you the purpose what is your purpose yeah because people can see through it like that that's what happens social media was very new and all of us didn't know what we we're doing but then at some point you know people started to figure it out and so has the consumer which is mm -hmm. like the general audience yeah. so there are a lot of consumers and creators but you do have to like understand that the audience is very intelligent, so you can't underestimate them and yeah. think that you're just gonna be feeding them this foo-foo content funny, and yeah. they're gonna be happy forever. Because yeah. it started to take that turn where it was just all this foolishness and people were falling for it. Mm -hmm. The person who puts the most foolishness up is the one that gets followed. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because the consumer has gotten smarter. The audience is like, that's phony, that's fake, and it's like here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah. Where I felt like it started to go into that space, right? Yeah, and it sure. was like no more Photoshop, the Kendrick song, I feel like. Yeah. Photo, <laughs> like no right. more Photoshop. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that people are realizing all the negative effects that it has mm -hmm. and that it's a tool. So Instagram, what also people have to understand is that it's an algorithm, it's a computer, it's not a person, it doesn't have feelings, it doesn't care. It, <laughs> yeah, please you know, break this down for me. That is business for you. You have it down to a What is the algorithm? Please, okay. somebody School break of this Instagram down for me. by Valeria. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. School of Instagram. It's basic. So the algorithm is a computer. It's not a computer, but the algorithm, it constantly is learning. So it's always learning and so that's why it's always changing. Mm -hmm. It's obviously implemented so that we don't have all of the influence, like for the influencer, you know, because we used to make so much money, like a ridiculous amount of money. So Instagram is a completely, and so is Facebook, they're free, you know, they're free apps. Mm -hmm. um, so the only way that they make money is off of ads. So if all the influencers and all of us are making money off of ads, how are they making money? That's so it's a way that they, that they, I mean, it's, it's all, I mean, Instagram knows what they're doing. They're very smart. And well, they they're do, public. They do too, test so. groups. They do test yeah. groups. So before we experience something, they've already been playing with it for a long time. But, um, no, I would say, um, what are we talking about with the algorithm? <laughs> yes, oh, explain it to me. I, I, I need to understand this. Everybody talks about it. I act like I know what they're talking about, but I really don't know. What do you think oh, about the likes? No, what <laughs> I was telling you about the algorithm, no, this is important because I think the girls also need to hear this or just in general. Um, because the algorithm is not a person and has no consciousness, it doesn't understand that when you're looking, because when you're looking through Instagram and you're looking at a photo and you see something that like is disturbing or something that really is negative for you, 
they count that as hovering time. So you're looking at it. So you're going to see more of that. And when you zoom in, that's also, you're showing interest in the post. So the algorithm understands that and it's going to continue to show you more of that. And then if you're somebody that is mentally ill, that is obsessing over things, you're just going to continue to see more of like what is obsessive or whatever. So you have to understand that it's a tool and you use the tool accordingly. You don't allow the tool to use you because it's just, it's it doesn't have... Feelings. It doesn't. It's not thinking about you as an individual. This is hurting. Want to child. control this algorithm? Stop looking at some of yeah. the stuff. See? I started looking at nails. My page is full of nails. nails. Well, mine is full of Kardashians. Kardashian, Kardashians, and um, anything Afrocentric love. Like no, yeah. There's baby stuff. There's Afrocentric and vegan stuff. Random. So yeah. You have a good balance in your algorithm. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing a good job. I guess so, but... You just got verified, too. I did, girl. Like, because I'm one of those people, I was like the guy when you said you just think you're cool and um, you can just do it. And I was like, that's me. I don't really want to put much energy or effort into it. You know? I'm from the old school, so... And the other thing with the algorithm is that people think that if they post less, that it's better for them. But I believe that it's better for you to post more frequently. Because, for example, if they're setting this algorithm the parameters based off of how many likes and comments you're getting and you're only getting well, and you're posting once a week and you're getting only a few likes and comments your algorithm is going to go down yeah. so you have to and it's not the same animal anymore you can you're post ruining your whole life right now because that was me no I'm doing better now I really am but that's well, funny you choose to point me. Me. no it's it's good because yeah a lot of times I went through that I stopped posting like I was posting a lot less like maybe like every five days every four days something like that because a lot of us fall into sometimes bad relationships and I was in a bad relationship <laughs> where he was trying to control Don't my let Instagram stop your algorithm, and I was like you know I didn't understand then but now I would have been like Don't let you stop you. your Don't you. stop my algorithm yeah. oh so really quick <laughs> bringing it back um, okay so content obviously you have a lot of content that you shoot like would you say you have enough content to last you a whole month or how um, far out do you yeah. I mean you know what? I think that I'm one of those people that actually doesn't live so much on a schedule. I think that I would want to be more on a schedule, but I actually like to live a lot in real time. So that's how I am for sure. I'm a lot of people advise against being in real time just because of security and like just being safe and people not yeah. knowing where you are. But a lot of the times I'm very nonchalant about those things. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no one cares. I'm here. But yeah, so I'm just like, hey. Um, but I think when it, um, yeah, no, I think that you should just do what you want to do. But shoot wise. So do you have enough content at the start of the week to put stuff out daily or do you have to do shoots? Like if every you're day? constantly creating, you always have content. Yeah. So if you are always creating, like you're in a habit of it, yeah. you always have something. Right. So it's like, there's a bunch of pictures on my phone that I haven't posted for where I don't like my hair in that one. Yeah. Or it's a little bit <laughs> You'll go back sure. to it. But you'll go, I go back to it. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, it's not so bad. On a rainy day, that picture looks different. <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. Yeah. I'd be going back like, yeah, a little potential Actually, here. Yeah, I kind of like my, okay. <laughs> that lazy eye looks good now. <laughs> this is good yeah. stuff, guys. <laughs> Alright, so any on-camera tips for our listeners? So a lot of our listeners are newbies 
they come to the model experience because we pretty much set up this program. They come in, they get coaching from Rio, who was on America's Next Top Model. They get photo That's shoots, awesome. and then they walk in a fashion show. So a lot of them are first timers. That is so cute. What? I love that you guys. Uh, by the way, congratulations! Thank to you. you. Guys, because that's so important for young women to just be looked at and to be seen. Mm -hmm. You know, so this world, a lot of us live on autopilot, and it's important totally. to like, pour life into these girls and to just see them. Right. You know. Yeah. It's important to them. I think. We yeah, can do I like the job yeah. of making sure that, like you said, they feel seen, they feel confident, all the things that we wish we would have had. And it's like a safe yeah. environment, like, you know, you're not going to shoot with some it's trusted, right. tricky photographer. Which is so important. It really is, because a lot of, when you come into the modeling industry, you don't know what to do, and you make a lot of mistakes, and at the same time, like myself, I was very proud, and I'm not the kind of girl to ask for help. Yeah. So, and especially to people that I don't think are qualified, I'm like, I'm not gonna come and tell my mom or my grandma, like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think about this bikini, right. or, you know, or just like, what photographer should I use? Yeah. It's just like, you fit, you learn things the hard way, right. because yeah. there aren't, things like this to help guide you. Yeah. But I love it. it's like a little sisterhood. It, for absolutely. sure. So back to my question really quick. Last question of the day. On camera tips for, I guess, new models that yeah. are just gonna do like their first photo shoot maybe. Um, I would definitely say if you're on the shorter end like me, you would definitely want to help your photographer, have a photographer on the floor the whole time. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's you know. a good tip. So, so no, if you're, if you're short, yeah, you definitely want your photographer to be low so that you can, um, look as long <laughs> as possible. And at the same time, not too low that you can't, you're like, right. <laughs> but, um, no, and I would say a, another good tip is just don't um don't hesitate to ask maybe to see like a shot or two because sometimes you think something in your head and it's not what's coming out of the camera and I don't I would think that um I don't know it's just I I think the girls don't be so hard on yourselves as well I think that when you look back and when you're older you're gonna see how beautiful yeah and how gorgeous <laughs> you were and be like I was such a fool right. like through a microscope not even older like, like maybe that. two weeks from yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, but you look back and like, even when I first started off modeling, I was so insecure and I thought like, I don't know, I just didn't see myself as beautiful yeah. and you know, looking for validation and all that stuff, but as an adult, I'm like, I was so cute, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, and so, no, for definitely for the girls that too, like, just own it, like, that's what's sexy, if you really look at all the girls on social media, that are beautiful or that you look up to the only thing that they all have in common is confidence and that's really what makes you confidence hot. is key confidence yeah you see these key. girls no matter what body shape they yeah. have yeah. no matter what hair they have they have yeah. that confidence own and it. you're like that's hot own it yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it thank you and so on much that note, you own it yeah So tell us your ID. Where, where can our listeners find you? Hi. Well, my Instagram is Valeria underscore Orsini. I know it's a little bit weird. And yeah, you guys can definitely find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's Valeria Orsini Official. And my podcast is The Dream Life. Ooh, oh my God. God.